It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? Today, we are going to talk about a couple of GM candidates, Michael Winger and Trajan Langdon. And we're going to talk about whether Oscar Thompson would be a fit in D.C. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I definitely recommend. So we're going to dig into a couple of GM candidates today. Um, so because obviously we don't have one right now. And then we're going to talk about one of the Thompson twins and whether he could be an option at the small forward position. But we'll just go ahead and start with Trajan Langdon, uh, the, the GM or hopefully the former GM of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, so looking at a couple of moves real quick, um, he is responsible for drafting Zion Williamson, but also Jackson Hayes, Kyra Lewis, Trey Murphy and Dyson Daniels. But a, a really highlight trade for him was trading for CJ McCollum, the former backcourt mate of Dane. So what do you like and what do you not like about Trajan Langdon? Um, I like the trade that he made. He, made, he traded Anthony Davis for, um, you know, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, a couple guys from the Lakers. I thought that was a good trade. I thought they got some good value back because Brandon Ingram has been a great player for the Pelicans so far. CJ McCollum has been a solid player for them. Um, they did make the playoffs one year. They made the plan last year. They drafted Herb Jones. So he's been able to find some uh, hidden gems or some diamonds in a rough that the Wizards have talked about in the past, getting guys in the second round or drafting guys. Um, Jose Alvarado, um, Najee Marshall, second round pick, I want to say, uh, from the DMV area. He's been pretty good for them. So they've been able to find some diamonds in a rough. Um, now, he did miss on Kyra Lewis. Kyra Lewis had an injury 
But at the same time, he was definitely um, a questionable pick at 13. Then Zion Williamson is just a no-brainer pick with the first pick of the draft. Um, it was either him <coughs> excuse me, or John Morant. Now, the Zion thing that's going on, just him not playing so many games, that's not Trajan Langdon's fault. Um, does Zion really want to be there? Jackson Hayes has kind of been a mid-tier pick, a solid rotational player, not a great pick at all. And Dyson Daniels, he's kind of a mid-rotational guy right now. Had a had a not a great rookie season, average what three points a game. Um, I want to say like three assists or something like that. So he's kind of you know getting his feet wet, wet kind of like Johnny Davis, trying to find his place in the league. Um, Trey Murphy was in the G League his rookie season, but he had a really good year this past season. He's the guy that a lot of Wizards fans wanted to draft instead of Corey Kispert. Uh, but like I said many times, I'm, I'm not. I like Trey Murphy a lot, Virginia grad, all that great player, athletic, six eight, can shoot the three, can shoot the lights out. But I'm not. I'm not super upset that we didn't take him uh, over Corey Kispert because I do like Corey Kispert's game. I think he's a good shooter. Do I? Who do I think is the better player? I mean, you can probably argue for Trey Murphy, but like I said, Corey. I think Corey Kispert's going to be a fine player in the league. Um, so they got Jonas Valanciunas, and then they had to move on from Lonzo Ball. I think that was a good move because Lonzo Ball has barely played any games in the past two seasons. Uh, we got Devontae Graham, who didn't really work out of the point guard position, but um, they're still trying to figure out the point guard position, kind of like us. Uh, but they found some some good players, and they be, they've been able to overachieve. They've been able to win games without Zion. They've been able to win games without Brandon Ingram. You don't hear many excuses from changing lane, kind of like how Tommy Shepard said with guys being injured and out and stuff like that. Tommy always, always say, you know, we had an incomplete grade because we missed so many guys. You know, you never really hear that from changing lane. Um, so I, I think he's a good candidate. I'm not really – Jumping for joy for Trajan Langdon, but I, I think he I think he's a solid candidate. Went to Duke University as well, played basketball there, played overseas. I, I think he played a little bit in the NBA as well. Yeah, he's a solid player, man. I remember watching him at Duke. Um, can't really watch too much Duke in my household because my, my wife's a Tar Heels fan, but um, <laughs> I'm with you, man. Um, I'm not banging on the door, but I would be very intrigued because his track record is decent. You know, if you look at his trade game, man, you know, I mean – you know, the trade sending Anthony Davis to L.A. was golden, man. I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. We knew LeBron wanted him. But the talent he got, Brandon Ingram, man, he, I mean, they call him, they call him like, uh, what do you call him, um, baby KD? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's that score, man. He's the, you can see that score potential with Brandon Ingram. I'm I'm very high on Brandon Ingram. Uh, getting C.J. McCollum. Uh, now, I wouldn't – they tried to run him a point. I didn't think that was very successful. I think he should have kind of slide into the two guard and find that point guard. But, I mean, if you look at his trade game, now, the, the draft game, you know, is kind of like what we're talking about with uh, John Wall and Bradley Bill. I mean, who else are you going to get? I, mean, I can't give you too much credit for picking a guy that every team in the league would have chosen number one. But, and so, you just kind of hit a miss. You know, Kyle Lewis has kind of been a bust. Jackson Hayes is still kind of figuring out whether he's a four or five. Um, they played him at the four, but he's more of a five. Um, Trey Murphy has been decent, and Dyson Daniels is more, you know, he's, he's still got a lot – you know, a long way to go as far as development. But to me, the highlight of Trajan, man, is his draft – or excuse me, his trade game. Now, uh, he did trade two first-round picks for Jonas Valachunas. You know, Valachunas is your modern-day big. Is he worth two first-round picks? I don't know. But with the current market, you know, how picks are just flying off the off the rails, if you look at the Rudy Gobert trade, it's understandable. Um, and the two – or rather, the four second-round picks for Josh Richardson – um, again, the market value, <laughs> apparently the NBA doesn't value second round picks because they, you know, they've been thrown around like it was nothing. So, so I, I like his trade game now, you know, again, his draft game, this is a little, the, you know, <laughs> you know, the, 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 RA picks, you're nothing, you know, nobody's really going to wow you, you know, and plus Zion, you know, 
you know, what is his future in New Orleans? And so overall, getting back to Trey Man, I, I, I'm intrigued. You know, I would definitely welcome him here. But we'll see because we're still waiting on Bob. <laughs> so, but I would, I, I like to see Trey, Trajan Man. I, li- I liked his track record. I want to see a little more from the draft side of things. But, you know, he would bring youth. He would bring a new perspective to this organization. And I think, you know, he'll definitely bring some, you know, a breath of fresh air to this organization. So I, I wouldn't be upset at the hiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a report from Woj that we officially interviewed him. So they have interviewed some people. They finally made some type of baby steps uh, towards making some type of progress. But looking back at the Giannis Valanciunas tree, it was um, the Grizzlies. They sent number 17 to 51 picks draft to uh, New Orleans as a part of the trade. The Pelicans will give up the number 10 and number 40 picks in this year's draft, as well as the top 10 protected 2022 first-round pick via the Lakers to get Giannis Valanciunas. Eric Bledsoe was also involved in the trade, too, and Eric Bledsoe did not want to be with the Pelicans, so it was a trade that they had to make. And, and Valanciunas is still a really good center. He's a good rebounder. He can shoot the three. Every time he plays us, he dominates us, so not that they made a solid trade there. Or Trajan made a solid trade there. Yeah, I believe so, man. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't be unhappy because I, I, he's the candidate that I really like. Like I said, I think they are waiting for Bob Myron. And I don't, and I'm not a guy that really tries to put all his eggs in one basket. I, you know, you got to be flexible. I think that ultimately it's going to come down to him or Newton. I think that's the, your two biggest candidates right now for the position because I just, I don't, you know, I, I, I hope it, I hope it's not true. You know, I hope that if we're going to wait for Bob Myers and maybe <laughs> we acquire him, but. I don't want to see us wait just to get disappointed and see a good candidate like Trajan Langdon leave. So, you know, I, I definitely think that if you have a chance to hire him, I wouldn't be upset. I, I would definitely welcome him because, like I said, I think what we need more than anything in D.C. as far as Wizards fans, man, is that we just need, like, a change. You know, we need something different. You know, we need a, a breath of fresh air. You know, Tommy, <laughs> it's D.C. period, man. You know, we just got rid of Dan Snyder. You know, we, we need a change, man. You know, we need, you know, to bring in a new era in so many ways in D.C. sports, man. So, again, I would definitely welcome it, man. So, uh, before we move on to the next candidate, uh, anything else you want to cover as far as Trajan Langdon? No, that's really it. Um, He had to come in and make a trade and trade Anthony Davis. And, you know, I mean, Anthony Davis wanted to leave. So, it, it's kind yeah. of a different situation because Brad, he wants to be here. So, I mean, that's the only thing. I could see similar to that situation. But, um, yeah, I think he's a good candidate. I think he's a solid candidate. Yes, sir. I Absolutely. I totally agree. So we're going to get into the next candidate, Michael Winger. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dog. And there's three things I want to highlight when it comes to Bird Dog shorts and pants. Fit, comfort, and versatility. Fit. They look better and feel great. I'm telling you, they are dope. They is good fit. Comfort, very comfortable. Their stretchy fabric makes my legs look great <laughs> and they're comfier than any other shorts and pants. But I'm telling you, look, real talk, they are very, very, very comfortable. Um, versus versatile. You know, you can wear them for a walk, you can even wear them to work out. I actually tested them doing squats. I mean, they're, they're very versatile. You know, I don't know why you'd wear them to do squats, but that option is out there. But you know, fit, comfort, and versatility are what highlights bird dogs, you know. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom bird dog Yeti style tumbler with every order. And again, I definitely recommend it. I can't say enough about bird dogs. Again, they are very comfortable. They fit just right. And they're very versatile to any type of lifestyle you got, whether you're working out, general breeze, or you're just hanging out for the day. So again, I definitely recommend. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bird dogs. And thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We're going to talk about Cam Whitmore a little bit, and we're going to dig into uh, some more candidates for the vacant GM position. So definitely tune in because, man, it's, it's going to be a wild offseason Wiz fans. So get into the next candidate. We're going to get into Michael Winger. now. Looking at his track record real quick, um, he has one Western Conference Finals appearance. Uh, he did draft SGA, who he then flipped to OKC for five first-round picks, or with, along with five first-round picks for Paul George. He signed Kawhi Leonard, and uh, looking at a couple of trades real quick, trading Mo Harkless and a first-round pick for Marcus Morris, and trading John Wall and Luke Kennard for Eric Gordon and three second-round picks. So uh, just like with the previous one, uh, what stands out to you and what concerns you when it comes to Michael Winger? Yeah, I thought he made some good picks. I think he went all in. He, you had an owner in Steve Ballmer who is is kind of the opposite of who we got with Ted. Steve Ballmer is willing to spend money. He's willing to spend money. He's he's going to give up picks or whatever it takes to uh, get a winner. And they got a new stadium coming up in L.A. So, you know, Steve Ballmer, he's just a guy that's really – he's ready. He's willing to push the chips in. He's going to pay the tax. He's not going to think twice. I mean, he's – I mean, that's the owner that he has. Uh, with the Clippers, but um, you know, getting Paul again, Kawhi, Kawhi is from there, so that kind of helped uh, Michael Winger uh, get Kawhi Leonard there. Paul George, he wanted to team up with Kawhi Leonard, so that kind of made it easier for Michael Winger. But drafting SGA is a heck of a draft pick because you were able to uh, develop him and he turned into a great player, and then you were able to trade him for Paul George. Now, they have underachieved with injuries. That's kind of out of Michael Winger's control, but once again, I, I haven't really listened to any interviews from Michael Winger. I don't know if he you know, said, you know, injuries all the time is why they didn't win, which it, it is clear. I mean, when Kawhi Leonard has multiple knee injuries and then this past playoffs, once again, he doesn't even play in game three and four, he played in game one. They actually beat the Suns in, in game one. And then Kawhi Leonard just doesn't play again. And Paul George, once again, has a knee injury. So it's just your best players that you're banking on, they're just not available, you know. So um, now he did draft Jerome Robinson. Uh, let me see what draft that was in, the former Wizards. That was not a good pick at all. Um, and then after that, they just didn't have any draft picks for the most part. They did, they did have a second-round pick in uh, Terrence Mann, who's been a really good guy for them, a solid rotational player for them, a good guy off the bench or starting. So that was a good pick. Um, and after that, they just didn't have any draft picks. They did trade for Bones Highland, a guy that I like. Um, and then they signed Russell Westbrook with a, via buyout. I thought that was a good pick. Russell Westbrook looked good in the, in the second half of the season. Eric Gordon looked good in the second half of the season. Um, they did. Um, they had Montrose Harrell, who was the sixth man of the year for the Clippers. So that was a good pick. They had Lou Williams. He had to make the decision to fire Doc Rivers. Um, they brought in Tyrone Lou, which was a good decision. Um, so he, he's made some tough decisions with coaching and players as well. And I'm, I, I like what he's done. And then when he first came in, he had to make the decision to trade Blake Griffin, which wasn't hard, which you can really compare that to Bradley Bill. Once again, a player in Blake Griffin who's a really good player, but he's just not going to get you over the hump and over the top. And at that time when Blake Griffin got traded, he still was a good player, but they traded him to the Detroit Pistons. Um, the Detroit Pistons ended up making a the playoffs. They lost in the first round, but he traded Blake Griffin for uh, Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, Boban Marginovich, a 2018 first round pick and a 2019 second round pick. So um, not a bad trade at all. And then after they made that trade, they actually did make the playoffs that year. Um, what year was that? 
um, 2018. Oh, I'm sorry, not 2018. But, uh, yeah, they, I want to say they made that trade in 2018 or, or around that time. But um, those players they got back, they were able to make it work. And uh, they still won games and uh, lost in the first round with, with Tobias Harris being their best player. So they still uh, were able to be a competitive team uh, for sure. And uh, so I, I think Michael Winger – and he, he was with OKC as well with the Thunder. He learned under Sam Presti how to, you know, build a team, rebuild a team. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued with Michael Winger. I think he's an intriguing guy. I don't know if he really is banging on the table either to leave Los Angeles to come to D.C. So I don't know how, how you know, realistic it is that he will come to D.C. Yeah, I'm intrigued too. And, you know, his trade game is, is, is decent. But I think what the characteristics about him that kind of stand out to me is the fact that you know, he, he can operate in an environment where you have very minimal cap space and you are you're you don't have a lot of draft picks and still be relatively successful. And I get it, the Clippers, they never won that title. They never made it but so far. And that was the big knock against that era, you know, of Chris Paul and the Lob Cities. They, they only made it so far as a regular season team. But, you know, look, I think a lot of arrows are pointing towards us moving forward with the solid three. I, the organization hasn't said anything to the contrary. Now they've been very secretive, you know, to, to some points a little too secretive because they haven't found a new GM yet, but maybe they try to rebuild, but he doesn't seem to me as a rebuilding GM. You know what I mean? He seems like a guy who's going to work with a certain, you know, like, you know, a certain situation. Like I say, he can navigate a team that has very minimal cap space and not many draft picks and still field a playoff ready team, which, you know, under the current model, under Ted Leonsis, which he wants to, he wants to go to playoffs every year, whether it's you know one and done, whether it's playing. But so he fits the mold of the timeline and the goal of what the current goal of the you know the ownership is. So yeah, he's definitely intriguing. I would say both of them are definitely intriguing. You know, he, I again, I wouldn't be upset. I mean, at this point, I'm gonna be real with you, brother. I, I wouldn't be upset if anybody got a job, man. <laughs> I mean, look, I just want a GM, but. You know, he, I think just like um, Trajan, man, he would be an upgrade. You know, he definitely knows how to navigate around stars, you know. So, I, again, I would definitely welcome it. You know, going back to his track record, you know, you know, it's kind of mad. You see good moves here and there. I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is just, it's, it's tough, man, because there's a lot of talent there. And it's just the injuries, man, the injuries. And it's going to be one of those one ifs, man. I mean, what if they were healthy? You know, Paul George and Kawhi on paper, that's a solid squad, especially you know, they were able to find good pieces to surround them with. The kind of thing. And, and, and the thing, here's another thing I'm going to highlight is that the pieces he found, they worked around the weaknesses of their stars. So, he, you know, he, he I mean, as far as building a team, you know, I'm, I am very, very intrigued. But again, you know, the injuries you can't really put on him. Um, you know, him getting off of Luke Kennard's contract, which, you know, shooters in the NBA, for some reason, they get those bags, man. And then when people figure out they can't play defense, they try to move on. So they become really hard contracts to move. So he's able to get off of Luke Kennard. But again, Luke Kennard, I, if I believe so, he was a big part of that come from behind Clippers victory against us. What was it? Not last year, but the year before. So Luke Kennard had a lot to do with that. So I'm not going to harp on him. And I'm not going to do too much. But yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I think that, again, he would be a really good candidate. They're both really good candidates. It's just you know, we'll see because right now there's not a lot of news coming out about, you know, who are they, you know, kind of leaning towards. You just you haven't heard anything on that front. So it's really is anybody's guess who's going to be the next GM. And it's just from the timeline of Bob Mars, it's, it seems to us and a lot of Wizards fans and a lot of executives around the NBA that they're waiting on Bob Mars. And 
that's fine. You know, you always aim high, you know, but I don't want to see us sit here and wait for him to make a decision and rub these other guys the wrong way. Because if I'm a candidate and I went in for an interview and you see the job that you're trying to get come out publicly or kind of publicly and say, well, we're going to wait on this other candidate. And if we don't get them, then we're going to go ahead and go and hire you, man. I, I, you know, to me, that's just, it's not good business. You know, you got to kind of, they got to make a decision. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of good candidates they, they talk to, you know, winger's good Trajan, you know, Newton. I think they have enough candidates right now that they can make that decision. So again, with, you know, uh, without being a dead horse, man, just like Trajan Langdon, I would not be disappointed if we brought Michael Winger and BRGM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they're both solid candidates. They made some good moves. Um, not home run guys, but I think they're, they're good candidates. They made some good trades and a couple of, you know, uh, winger with the Shea Gilgis pick. And then um, Langdon has done a really good job finding later round picks or undrafted guys coming to play really, really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the GM search right now, they're stringing it out. The Wizards are always a slow, they always take a slow, long process. You know, they could be waiting on Bob Myers. Bob Myers might even take a year off. So who knows? Um, it, it, it's certainly a gamble. Now, we were talking about the workouts yesterday that have already happened with the draft. Now, I guess, you know, I won't get too upset about it because, you know, if Trajan Langdon is working out guys at the Pelicans, he can bring his knowledge over here. So, you know, we can look at it that way. Um, but it would be nice to have a, a general manager in there with less than a month away from the from the NBA draft. Woo! Yeah, it's cutting close, man. It's cutting real close, man. <laughs> Ah, man. So those, those are our two candidates that we talked about today. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, we got a mailbag question from a listener slash viewer uh, that talks about Oscar Thompson and whether he could be an option at the small forward position. But before we move on to that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet. Up to one thousand dollars. That's fanduel.com slash locked on NBA. And I'll tell you this, man, FanDuel is doing a lot right now. That is my go-to. It, uh, it's just definitely my first choice when it comes to betting. And it's just the parlays is a big plus. Um, cashing out. It's just there's so many pluses to FanDuel. Uh, make FanDuel a fast break for the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get again a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's one thousand dollars back and bonus best. So definitely. Log in, participate, definitely capitalize on that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fandle. And thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. On the show, again, we are going to look at Cam Whitmore and whether he could be a fit at our pick and where he fits in in his lineup. And we're going to look at some more GM candidates because, again, the GM position is vacant. So, looking at a... Uh, this this question actually comes from the truth. And his question is, even though Oscar is a small forward, would you take him? And if so, what would you do about the point guard situation? Oscar wouldn't thrive with a guard like Monte. He needs someone that can drive the rim, etc. cetera. What do you think? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Oscar Thompson's game, man. I like his shooting form. Shooting is not his calling card, but I think he'll develop into a good shooting league. 
Um, he's a good defender as well. Super, super athletic. Just an explosive athlete. Him and his brother are just super explosive. Um, of course, there's the knock on the OTE, the overtime elite league. Did he play against com- good competition? You know, what is he, 20 years old, playing against guys who are, you know, 17, 18 years old. Uh, but I think he's a good playmaker. I love his ability to playmate, get downhill, transition, of course, block shots um, defensively. Excuse me. I found a number he got. Um, he averaged three and a half stocks, steals and blocks per 40 minutes in the overtime elite league. So I think he's a guy that could be um, somewhat of a three and D guy. But I think he's very versatile. I think he's a guy that can definitely put the ball on the floor and get his and get past his man and and um, and playmate, man. I think that's an underrated skill for Osar Thompson. So I'm really high on him, man. If he does fall to eight, which a lot of mock drafts don't have him falling to pick eight, I think just talent, you may have to think about best player available. You just have to get elite. The Wizards don't have a lot of athleticism on their team. They don't have a lot of elite athletes on the team. The only guys you can really think of that are elite athletes that play up by the rim is probably Gaff, Quentin Jackson. Um, and that's really it. Maybe Chris Stapps only because he's seven foot three, so he's already above the rim. But Osar would certainly, certainly bring in some um, some explosiveness, some athleticism, and uh, some playmaking ability. Now, would he fit next to Monte? Um, you know, Monte can't really get to – he can't really get – he doesn't get into the paint that much. Um, but I, I think he would still be a successful player with the Washington Wizards. I just love his aggressiveness and his tenacity as well. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big – I'm pretty – I like Osar Thompson a lot. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go top five in this year's draft. I'll say this, man. Um, I'm one of those people that are that are a little concerned of the competition. I'll be honest with you. Uh, the level of competition does scare me a little, but I I am intrigued by his skill set. Again, he he's got athleticism. He's definitely a skywalker. You know, he he's athletic, man. He he can come in and be successful. But I think what is the timeline with his success? Because to me, there's still some areas that he needs to work on, and. In my opinion, in this year's draft, we need a guy who's going to come in and be able to come to start. And that's why I kind of add towards Cam Whitmore as opposed to the Thompson Swing because I think, you know, players like Cam Whitmore or Anthony Black, you know, they can come in and start. You know, we need a guy to come in because that's, that's that's the biggest knock against the Wizards for our draft choices, man, is that we – yeah, we're doing all right. We're getting these role guys. But, you know, when's the last time we got a guy who came in outside of, you know, Bill and John Wall who with, you know, number one and number three picks – you got to start them because, you know, especially in the rebuilding team. But when's the last time we got a guy to come in and automatically start? Now, you can say Rui. You know, we, we started him. Uh, we started Denny a little bit. But, you know, uh, are either one of them starters? I don't know. You know, we haven't really drafted a guy who came in. And to me, Cam Woodmore is more NBA ready, man, just body-wise. Um, His competition, Villanova. So, to me, that's why I add towards him. And it's not a knock against the Thompson Twins. I do – I see – a lot of people saying, including yourself, man, is that they have a lot of athleticism. They have the intangibles to be something special to the NBA. It's just, to me, is a timeline and fit with the organization. Do they fit the timeline? You know, we, you know, number eight pick for a guy that we're going to have to develop on the bench. Because in my opinion, I don't know if he can come in and start. You know, I, I feel like there's parts of his game that he needs to work on to take that step to be a starter. So I'm very intrigued uh, by his skill set. And I think that he is definitely a talent that could go top. 10 man because they, they're talented him and his brother they're talented they're going to be special in the nba it's just i believe that for their longevity of their careers man they need to go somewhere where they can be properly developed which is not here <laughs> because we've had issues with developing i don't i think that i think as far as picking a guy that we need to develop just for the sake of the player keep him away from dc and it's not i hate to say that but 
we need to step our game up as far as development. We really do. And so I don't want to bring us a guy. I don't want to bring in a guy that we're going to have to develop just to turn around and have him play in the G League for half a year. You know, I want a guy who's going to come in and be NBA ready. So, yeah, am I intrigued by him? Absolutely. But I just don't think he's the right pick for us. I don't think he's the right fit. Yeah, to your point, I mean, whoever comes in here, we need them to hit the ground running because, you know, we don't, we're on Bradley Bill's timeline, which is making the playoffs. Uh, we're not on a developing timeline. Like, you know, you look at the Rockets and um, who else? The Magic and uh, who else was really bad? Um, not the Thunder, but, I mean, you, you get the point of the teams that uh, – the Spurs who are just, you know, playing guys to develop guys and then you get the first pick of the draft. So, um, but I do think he contribute. I think I think defensively he would bring some tenacity, athleticism, I think finishing above the rim, around the rim. And like I said, I like his creativity too. I think he can put the ball on the floor than what more people think, uh, more than what you know consensus says. Uh, so I, I like him a lot. I think he would be a BPA pick, pick eight. He's not what we need. Of course, we need a point guard. So you look at Anthony Black, Kassan Wallace. Um, I like Jalen Shifiano out of Indiana too. Um, but I mean, if he falls, I mean, this is still it. Really is this is still. But yeah, the OT league is, is somewhat of a concern. But I, I think I think Osar will come in day one and definitely make a positive impact on this roster. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I'm not down on him. I, I really do think he has the talent to be a really great basketball player. And I think that if we get him, I'm not going to be disappointed because his athleticism, you know, like you said, his defense, I think we're a better team with him. It's just, I don't, I, it's really on him, man. I don't want, I don't want us to jack his career up. I hate to say that, but you know, he needs to be properly developed because the level of competition, he has all the athleticism. When you got these guys who are you know relatively raw, but they have that, out of this world athleticism, they have to be developed right, man. Because there's been a long list of NBA guys, man. They came in the league and they went to really jacked up situations, and you didn't get all you could out of them. And it's just it was in really just it derailed their careers. I don't want to see that for them. I think they have a lot of upside, but again, if we get them, I'm just hoping and I'm praying, man. Just develop them right, you know, play them right. That's all I ask. But I would not be disappointed at all with him. But like you said, and like I, you know, said earlier. I just believe we need a guy who's NBA ready. He's going to come in and he's going to be able to start right away. And I, I said this a lot. I know all y'all are tired of hearing me say it. I'm obviously big on Ken Whitmore. And the reason for that is just he's NBA ready. And that's what we need right now. Um, looking at point guard, that's interesting. Um, because obviously if you make a move for a small forward and we don't have another, because um, I, obviously I think we should go ahead and get another first rounder. If we indeed don't get another first round pick, you know, what are the options at point guard? Uh, and but and we both said earlier, man, um, we don't think the best case scenario for this team is a rookie point guard, even though we're both intrigued by Anthony Black. And I would not be disappointed. I, I matter of fact, I yeah, I would definitely welcome here him here. But you know, maybe a veteran is better suited at the at the point guard position, and I think that would help relegate. You know, Monte, yeah, Monte's not going to get the best out of his you know the shooters and open up the you know the the floor. You know, he just he didn't have that penetration to open up the offense is just it's stagnated and so definitely we need a guy who's going to be able to find open shooters who's going to collapse the defense and really open up shooters on the court but so yeah looking at point guard i, I just i think that if we do not go anthony black or Kassan wallace in this draft we're going to go for a veteran or i mean this is not the most popular but i've seen this but you could see us maybe start delon right i mean defensively you know he's up there you know if we don't find our point guard this year, maybe we take a year, put Delon out there. He's on a one year one year contract. Maybe run him a point and have Jordan Goodwin on the second unit. That's an option. It's just you know I think we do have options. I know 
that we all desperately want that point guard of the future because I'm with you. I want that next guy. But, you know, if we indeed go get a wing, you get, you very well could see a veteran or maybe even the long right start. So we have options, but the options are drying up a little bit, especially, you know, once the, you know, the ink is dry on the contracts or the potential contracts for Kyle Kuzma and KP, you know, it's going to be really hard to really surround them with talent. So those are some options. So. Yeah, definitely. Very well said. So we're going to definitely um, talk about some more draft picks. And I want to say we have Howard Beck coming on tomorrow sometime this week. Yes, sir. Um, so we want to make sure you guys check that out uh, this week. We just want to thank you guys for making a lot of wizards your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we will, like I said, either talk to Howard Beck or talk about some draft stuff. Make sure you guys st- stay tuned. Make sure you guys subscribe to the notification bell. Subscribe on wherever you get a podcast as well. Hell to the wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.